0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pat's Creative Podcast, episode 19. Today, I am joined by a very special guest for more than one reason, not just because I've actually interviewed this guest many years ago, but also because he is a very inspiring creator. Naveed, would you care to introduce yourself to the people out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Naveed. Uh, I used to go by other names on on YouTube and whatnot, but I just go by my name now, Naveed. Um, I've made YouTube videos in the past. I've streamed, uh, I've been around <laughs> the the scene for a while now. I don't I don't even know how long it's been. Like it feels like 10 years or something maybe. But uh yeah, I mean that's me. I've just been I've just been around. I'm, I'm I feel like I'm not I'm not a huge guy on on YouTube or anything, but you know, been been around the block.
0: Well, even just Uh, uploading at any capacity for as long as you have like provides a lot of experience that a lot of new people going into YouTube just won't have you know Uh, because you've gotten to witness firsthand just how the platform has changed how interests have changed how um how people who want to make things suddenly they want to make different things and how people watching suddenly want to see different things you've got to witness it all firsthand right yeah big time Um, and I I think that might be a good way to well I, I should also say yes veterans of the channel may well there's no veterans of the channel but veterans <laughs> of the channel may recognize that I've interviewed Navid before back then known as n freak um, on a probably much less professional interview um, I don't I, I honestly don't remember yours being particularly you know cringy or anything like that right um, yeah I thought
1: it was pretty good I, I well at the time I haven't listened to it right. since then but back then I thought it was pretty good especially since I think um, I think I actually Said I, I needed to do it like separately. So you sent me questions, and I recorded them separately. Oh, that's right. Or something like that. We yeah. didn't actually do it live back then. Yeah, uh, I, you might have wanted to, but I may may not have had the time for it. No, um, I I
0: think I was encouraging people to not do it live because uh, I I had a much less recording friendly space, at least in audio wise. Oh, yeah. So I was like, man, I'm really nervous to to try to risk bad background music, background noise when talking to someone or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually did start doing them live, but I basically took a break for a while. Now I'm back to it with a new focus of talking about creative stuff specifically. And I think maybe a great creative place to start is um, because you already kind of mentioned it. You did actually rebrand from N-Freak since the last time I've uh, talked to you. And I'm just Mm -hmm. curious, um, what what was some of the reasoning behind that rebrand and whether or not it's like, creatively benefited you to kind of go under your own name or if it's more just um you felt like nfreak wasn't applicable anymore or whatnot
1: yeah so i mean this is this goes to show how long i've been on youtube like way back uh my username used to be nintendo freak 888 because you know you gotta have a separate <laughs> username from everybody else but sure. so it started out as nintendo freak uh, at some point, I think I wanted to branch off from that because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do specifically only Nintendo content, even though that's still kind of what I focused on. So I changed it to just N-Freak, and I, I liked that for a while. Um, but after a while, I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to have things be uh, more streamlined. Everything, like all my social media, all my YouTube, Twitch, whatever. I just wanted it all, all be the same. And easy to remember, and I just I felt like my name was so unique. Uh, sure. Pretty much nobody else uses the name Navid, <laughs> except for like I think a Minecraft YouTuber right now, and he's pretty big. It's right? tough um, competition. It is Those big. Minecraft easy. YouTubers, man. I know, crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it's pretty unique, easy to remember, and um, that's why that's why I thought I should probably just stick with that. Uh, it's sure. It's less childish. Maybe it seems more professional. I, having freak yeah. in the name is just a little bit a little weird sure. you know
0: well i i asked um lorenzo de Sicura a similar question because uh and and he was essentially saying that as a musician specifically it it almost gave a look of amateur if you use a some name other than your own right or yeah. um uh, but he he also was mentioning that there was something that was more creatively inspiring to have his own name attached so much to his work as opposed to like zirachi and mm. I was curious if you've kind of felt anything like that, or does it not make much difference to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that was the thing. Also, it's something that I forgot about, but now that I think about it, um, I actually joined um, another YouTube group at one point called Arc- Arcadia with, with a bunch of friends. And at that time, I remember talking with them about rebranding instead of being N-Freak. I, just, I used uh, NAV, which is just N-A-V, like the first three letters of my name. And I still do that. um, I still use that kind of branding um, for like my intros and stuff like that and when I title my videos. Um, So that actually also pushed me a little bit more after after we kind of like separated back into our own thing to rebrand my own channel back into just my name so I can use Nav for that as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, creatively, like using my name, I, I do think like, having my name attached to something was something i was also like thinking about as well right um and some people like a lot of people weirdly enough would always come and ask me like what does the n stand for an n freak right and they would thought it was like is it your name is it navid freak and i'm like that'd be weird right <laughs> like why would i be yeah. a freak of myself
0: that's for true myself I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know maybe you're just a really big fan of yourself you know I, you yeah. know i
1: am i mean i think it should be but right i, I was not a defeat in navid freak so i mean it was well, a little bit confusing as well.
0: At the very least, it transitioned kind of nicely, though, because keeping that end in there almost keeps some sense of your identity from before, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I do think it's interesting you brought up Arcadia because I also had a question that kind of pertained to that. But is, was your experience with Arcadia... Like, what were some of the uh, the 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 pluses about working with another group of people on like a specific channel and then what were some of the struggles you may have run into that you don't run into when you're working on your own channel just overall what's your general experience with that
1: i mean the great thing about that was that we were all just friends you know working together and um we were basically doing our own thing uh obviously we'd get together and we'd have like calls and stuff talking about what we're gonna do moving forward but the thing the thing is I wasn't really on I wasn't really part of that group for very long. I mean, it was actually only a few months. I, I got to do some great things in terms of like going to some cons, um, as as a guest, having some panels, which was really, really cool. It was a great experience. Um but overall, you know, it was creatively, you had all the freedom, you could do whatever you want. Um and like I said, we were just hanging out with friends and and kinda like shooting shooting the I don't know if I can uh, curse on this. It's I never heard totally about fine. that, but yeah, yeah. But we were we were just shooting all the time, and yeah, I mean it, it was a good experience for sure.
0: It, was it any? Was there any difficulties with having to work with other people, or did you find because you had that freedom, it it essentially just allowed you to do exactly what you wanted, basically?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what it was. Like you could make whatever videos you wanted uh, we would discuss it together though like I mean we'd be like hey do you think this is a good idea so we'd be able to sure. get bounce ideas around from each other which was cool um, and that, that was the nice part of being in a group another nice part was that you didn't have to I, i'm a, I'm bad at this anyway but you didn't have to focus on making content consistently like right because you had other people to help out as well because they're that helped out with the uh, you know scheduling and but that was also part of the issue because so many people got busy and um it felt like at some point it was on specific people to make videos at certain times but, right um it was it was nice not to have to worry about making something like every week or something like that
0: sure and and so. did you guys have any uh like group collaborations with regards to videos or was panels kind of the furthest you got to uh creating something together
1: for me it was only panels i've done like collaborations like before we did a we had a podcast at some point as well an arcadia pod, podcast that i don't remember how many episodes there were but it wasn't too many um so that was kind of that was kind of the place the podcast where we would get together and kind of talk amongst one another a lot and uh but i don't i don't recall there being too many actual collabs within sure. each other's videos
0: and um uh You know, if we if we go back a little bit past that too, I mean, a lot past that. um, You know, when you first started making YouTube videos, would you say that you were um, specifically trying to scratch a creative itch, or did you kind of see other uh, other channels doing certain things, and you thought, "I can kind of do that also"? Uh, Were you inspired by maybe other friends in the industry? Like, how did you kind of get about to uploading YouTube?
1: Um, it was definitely the second point. I, I I would get on YouTube, see like back then gaming content was not super prevalent because I started, like I said, years ago in like 2008, 2009, something right. like that. And back then YouTube wasn't super saturated with all this, this gaming stuff. So I would see like one or two YouTubers just filming their television, like a right. camera, doing videos, like reviews or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, we could totally do that. So i decided i wanted to do that in high school uh, i had a neighbor who lived just a couple doors down from me uh so he would come over we we did like um videos together he went by twisted foo <laughs> online um and it's always
0: interesting seeing how these names just evolve you know i know usually i usually start off by one one uh, <laughs> moment where you're like i just need an in-game name that's all i need but then it turns into something much bigger
1: yep yep totally um but yeah like we would we would do just that we would Take a camera, set it up on a tripod, record the freaking TV screen. Mm -hmm. And we started out originally like really terrible quality, just just awful. Sure, it was it was shot off like a small twelve to thirteen inch CRT. You could see the like the black lines because of the refresh rate or whatever like coming up on those CRTs, and oof, it was so bad. But um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was definitely something we did for for fun, and that's the part of YouTube and twitch that you kind of forget about right at some point i think a lot of people go into it with other intentions but i've i always started out it was something we did for fun and i think that's the mindset
0: i have now as well i mean i i think you know the the formalities of filming a crt television (laughs) or uh even just having like you know, not having the, the, the gear for editing or, um, you know, terrible lighting and stuff like that. Like those are all just format elements that are supposed to aid yet yeah, or that original conception anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're just genuinely having fun making those videos, I think the formula formalities start to matter a lot less anyway. So, um, I think there's something kind of pure about that. You know, I, cause I, I remember a lot of those videos too, of just so many TV sets appearing on YouTube yep. and, um, you know, it's, when it comes down to it, it's just a lot of people who had a passion that they wanted to share and, and just use whatever materials was around them, right? Um, and I, I guess to to kind of rewind even further then, did you have um, any urge to, cre- like, would you have considered yourself an artist before all this YouTube stuff? Or do you think that was kind of your introduction into the creative journey?
1: It was. It was probably my introduction because I, even now, I don't really consider myself much of an artistic person. Um, like I I was never great at drawing, couldn't sing really. Um, music wise, I, I took some classes for some things, but I was never very good at it. So, I mean, that was, that became my creative outlet. Right. Um, once I started doing videos and then learning about video editing as I went along was pretty fun. Like, um, You'd, you'd learn about all these different effects and techniques you could use and right. i'm still not a great video editor by any means but it was really cool to
0: just kind of grow up and learn that stuff on my own sure well and it's it's a fascinating medium because it's 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 hard to find mediums that can combine that many genres into one piece mm-hmm. like uh aud- both audio video but then this this sense of like post-production that's being added to it um all with like immediate gratification of just rewinding 30 seconds and playing it back, right? It's such a bizarre art form um, that I feel like it's tough to get those, to scratch the same itch with other ones. And I think that's what's kind of neat about editing. Yeah. And just video making in general. Uh, And if you you weren't making uh, video essays, do you think you would have an urge to create something else now that you've done that? Like, because you've definitely gone on breaks before too, right? Do you find yourself just really... (laughs) itching to get back to creating something
1: oh man yeah i mean i'm always i always have ideas for things i'm always but i'm just very bad at (laughs) doing it you know like if i wasn't making like videos i'm I'm not sure if i'd really be doing much else uh creatively i can't think of anything else that i would like really
0: want to do um so but you definitely feel the urge for video making specifically yeah it
1: always comes up it always comes back like I will take right. a break for a year, like maybe even more than a year at some point, and then I'll just get this itch. I'll be like, Yeah, this is an idea I have. I really, really wanna do it. Sure. So I'll get into it. And then there's always there's always roadblocks along the way. Sure. With any project. I mean, anybody's gonna have that, but you know, I always want to make something. I have a list, like I always keep a list of ideas as well, so I can always reference that. Right. Just in case. So
0: and, and what, what kind of roadblocks do you typically run into? Like, do you run into more creative roadblocks or just like formal elements, like not having enough time or um, not having the space or something like that? Would you say it's more formal roadblocks or more mental creative roadblocks that you hit?
1: For me, it's, it's mostly writing. So I would say I would say mental. Uh, the, the great thing about, you know, going back to like early, early YouTube for me was we could just set up the tripod Record the TV screen or whatever we did and just talk, you know, and a lot of people still do that It it was sort of like a let's play style video. I used to do but it wasn't really let's play sure Um, But now I'm doing more, you know um, Scripted content and writing was not always my forte So actually getting my thoughts into words has always been The issue for me when trying to come up with these videos. So I would say the mental mental aspect of that is uh is the part that gets to me but it's like it's so weird because like one day i'll just sit down and then i I I've had like a paragraph written over a month and then one right. day i'll just sit down and then write the entire thing in yeah. one night and suddenly you like, got a novel yeah what it's what so happened? bizarre how
0: that works yeah yeah i, well, don't, I don't
1: know what it is
0: it, do you would you say that um that Feels more like your art form then is in the writing process specifically. Like, do you find the conception of the idea almost the most important part to your creative drive, or would you say only when it all comes together do you really see it as like a piece essentially?
1: I think it's a little bit of both, uh, because, yeah, the, one the, once you see everything come together, that's when you really really feel like you've made something. um sometimes it doesn't even happen until you like maybe add music to a video something like that i've 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 gone into creating so many videos where i just think it's not great right like i have everything edited all the footage all my voiceover everything sounds fine but i just don't think it's great and then i add music to it and the music just makes it pop right um other times it's just like you know adding the footage on top so it's, it's a little bit of everything. I think the writing is definitely a big part of it, though, because once sure. you see everything and go through everything, start recording audio for it, you can kind of tell that it's right. flowing
0: really well. Well, because I, I, I asked um, you near know, Chris kind of a similar question, and he was saying that uh, essentially once the idea is outside of his head, he almost doesn't want to touch it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he will edit it because he has to as a means of getting the idea out there. But he sees this idea or this this script that he makes as that's the actual art. Everything else is just a vehicle of getting it out there, right? Um, and he said he doesn't even like to watch his videos because of that, because he wants to move on to like the next idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'm just curious, like, uh, the, while the scripting might be the, the, the toughest part to kind of get started for you, um, is there any other aspect of video making that you feel... That you almost value more than scripting in a way, or coming up with that idea.
1: That's the biggest part for me, the scripting, for sure. Because after that's done, I can knock out a video within a week. Right. I can get everything done really quickly. Like I, I've tried to stray away a lot from like super highly edited videos as well. So even the editing process itself hasn't has kind of taken a back seat in terms of the creative aspect sure. of it like I'll, I'll add some things here and there but I, I try to make the words uh right be mostly what i'm
0: talking about in, in a video and, and kind of the footage speaks for itself you know sure well and, and to kind of touch on um when you're mentioning like uh, uh just trying to phrase yourself correctly when writing or whatnot do, is do you think that you ultimately articulate yourself better through writing um as opposed to maybe more free-form discussion like this like uh do you find yourself more effective when you're uh, behind a script, basically? Absolutely, yeah. If,
1: if I tried to go into a video and doing, like, a freeform-style thing where I just sure. talk off the top of my head, it would be a jumbled mess, right? totally. Um, there would be, there'd be no way I could, like, correctly articulate my thoughts on something without actually right. writing a script. And I always have to go back and, like, watch footage that i recorded or something like that and be like oh yeah i remember this part i got to talk about this um and sometimes i'll obviously i'll take notes about that like which part sure. of the, the footage that's in so yeah it, it'd be very very tough for me to like actually do something form. Right. well and especially without the sorry especially without the help of like another person there
0: like i used right. to do so yeah, I, well, and that kind of brings up an interesting point. Do you miss the days of being able to bounce back ideas to other people, like in your video creating process, or do you think ultimately it's just smoother when you're you're at the uh, the steering wheel?
1: Yeah, sometimes I miss it. I mean, there was a there was a time when I would also like send scripts out to friends, and they'd kind of go through it and give me feedback here and then. That was very nice as well. That gave me a lot of um, good uh, constructive criticism. Going back and editing scripts but um it, it is it is smoother kind of for me just working for myself and then right i go back and i know my process i know where i need to change things so i'll i'll definitely like make my own edits here and there but i do miss being able to work with others sure um, but there's pros and cons to both things
0: yeah for sure well and um yeah the, with the with the writing versus performing right there's always like creators tend to always fall on one side or the other with regards to what uh, they can articulate themselves better with Mm -hmm. i i think over time i've just found that i can better articulate myself in a free form scenario like this just because um similar with you whenever i write anything for like a a video essay or any kind of article or something like that it's i always get lost in the specifics at which my words take place and i'm constantly re-editing taking things out and putting stuff back in To the point where I was like, well, I I feel like I can, I've got a handle on this freeform well enough to where I can actually articulate myself better through it than with video essays, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there's creators who uh, are entirely on the other side. Um, uh, Lee, for an example, you know, he, he, in his videos, he uses the perfect words to explain so many things. Like he can articulate himself great in his essays, um, but then he said, when he comes to free form, it, it takes him a little bit longer to get those ideas out there. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that's always fascinated me because people really do articulate themselves differently. It, it um,
1: totally, it totally depends on the content. I think, um, mm. if, so if I, if I completely change the way I did my videos, I might be able to do something like that. But the way sure. I do things now where I have to research a bunch of stuff or, and then like actually actually like do some digging in on on a game or whatever I'm talking about right I feel like I definitely have to have this structure in front of me
0: when I when I do the videos and do you think explaining um, explaining and analyzing uh, a piece of art such as games or whatnot do you think that's the most important part of your work is um, showcasing a, a deeper look at something like that or Would you say it's more something else with regards to maybe raising appreciation levels or letting people know about games that don't exist? Because obviously you have a whole series about that, right? Yeah. Um, What What do you think is the most important part of your creating? Yeah, the the
1: thing I've been focusing on recently has definitely been more of like I want to showcase things that are more obscure, people don't know about a lot. Right. I have been getting like very much into like import. Stuff So games that came out like in Japan only or Europe only and really like showcasing that stuff for people in the U S because obviously we I got to experience that. And then I also do really, really like, um, talking about the history of, of games as well. Um, so sure. I did a video on Aonuma, um, a few years ago where I, I took a look back and you know, where he started, how he like right. got into games and then talked about like his, the, the main focus of the video was on a, on a specific game, but I did look back at the history of that stuff as well. So,
0: um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now in terms right. of my, my video making, but well then a kind of an additional question to add on top of that is if you had to kind of take that most important part of video making for you and do it in another form, something that maybe isn't a video essay or might not even be video related at all. Right. Um, uh, what what do you what kind of approach do you think you would take
1: i mean so one thing i've been doing recently is streaming and um i've been streaming an idea i had was i would be streaming like nintendo's old e3 press conferences right um so that was an awesome way to look back at some of the history of nintendo and kind of sure. talk about it while looking at you know older announcements and stuff like that and so what we'll do is just We'll we'll check out something and then they'll show a game. Maybe it was something that got, actually got cancelled or something. So I'll pause the video sure. and I'll talk about it with the chat. So that's kinda like another another way I've been using that for sure. Uh, but yeah. And
0: and do you think um uh that interactivity between chat kinda helps that focus specifically of raising appreciation level for different games? Like does having a chat to bounce that off of almost um uh improve the gratification levels or I think so because
1: they'll also talk about things that it's just, I don't remember or I don't know about in any capacity. Sure. And I'll be like, Oh wow, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's interesting. Right. So having, having that chat, that, that is the place where like, you know, the, obviously it's live. So you're going to have to be form. So that, that is right. the kind of like place where I think the free form style suits, suits me much better. Um, sure. obviously it does for everybody, but, um, it, it's very nice to be able to like actually talk with people about this stuff and and right. show them, show them what was happening back then. Like, you see, you go back to like E three two thousand and eight, and you get to see Nintendo showing off Wii Music again, <laughs> right. as if it's like some sort of huge, huge game. Mm-hmm. And I get it might have been for them, but just looking back at that stuff is so much fun.
0: Who doesn't want to relive that?
1: I know it's Ravi the... drums, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely a, a different place for Nintendo back then than it, it is now. It was, yeah. It was, they were much more focused on
1: casual, casual yeah. gaming and you know, mainstream audiences and all right. that, but I think they flipped the Switch pretty quickly after that.
0: They did. They did. A lot of RPGs now, uh, which yeah. is kind of the yeah. opposite of casual, right? I know, yeah. Um, so to kind of just change gears a little bit, um, uh, and uh, basically uh, to go back to when you were uh, starting out or whatnot, you mentioned that you saw other channels doing certain things and you wanted to kind of build from that. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any kind of like inspirational channels, uh, that you may have drew inspirations from specific elements of their work? Like, uh, maybe you saw someone who scripted things nicely and you wanted to kind of incorporate something similar in your own, or maybe even just in their ideas, you thought you wanted to present them the same way someone else is presenting. Like, where do you draw some of your inspirations from?
1: Yeah, I think um, the biggest inspiration for me in terms of kind of more of my modern style of videos uh, was definitely uh, Waleed or Balrog, the Master. I think I, I think he went, he's he only goes by Balrog now, but he went by Balrog the Master in the past. Sure. Uh, and I I thought it, I thought when when I was making videos back then, like 2010, 2011, he was he was doing a lot of Nintendo stuff, and his format was really really. It really grabbed me back then. So I right. I took inspiration a lot from him. And then just after that, weirdly enough, he created Hidden Block with a bunch of other creators as well. And once I got into the forums, there was a bunch of people in there who I right am still friends with now who inspired me um to do different things. And I, I think that's the point where I really was like, Okay, I need to like elevate my video making process like i was still even in like 2013 i was still kind of doing off-screen recordings and stuff like that and i was like okay i need to i need to kind of make my stuff better because a lot of these people were getting into the game and i was i was seeing that stuff and they inspired me to to do better sure
0: well and i i remember even back when i interviewed you last uh the quality in your videos was definitely noticeable and um because you had uh, relatively good lighting relatively good camera and whatnot did you is that something you were already equipped with when you um decided to kind of change the higher quality or did you make those kind of investments did you have any like life hacks or anything like that or <laughs> I,
1: I definitely had to make some investments uh, like I had to got to get a capture card at some point then my first capture sure. card was a Roxio game capture or something I don't know um, okay and then I uh, even heard of that yeah I don't even know if they exist anymore right. But it was like one of the few HD ones back then um and then I had to buy like a better camera a camcorder I had at the time um got that off Craigslist <laughs> way back sure. then so I mean life hack check Craigslist <laughs> <laughs> they got some good deals on there but right. yeah no I definitely had to make some some investments and then those investments got even greater over time would get new capture cars new cameras and that actually sure. that led to other things I guess now that I think about it going back to other artistic outlets you know buying these new cameras actually got me more into photography as well which interesting that's, that's a hobby that I enjoy
0: now well oh, yeah, I'd love to talk about that more so sure. yeah what, yeah how did you kind of get involved in that you just um what i okay I didn't even know this is a creative hobby <laughs> that you did and I love asking about other creative hobbies so yeah, yeah. did what kind of photos do you like to take? How did you get into it? Like, talk to me, what is this? (laughs) So like, obviously like
1: when I'm looking into video equipment, all that stuff, right. Looking at videos, DSLRs was the thing people would get into a lot. Obviously they were back, back in the day, DSLRs didn't really uh, do video too much, but things started to pick up and, and those types of cameras, they got into more video focused things. So I, I looked into some, I got, a Nikon don't even remember the model name, but I got a Nikon camera for, for video recording specifically. And then I delved way deeper. I I fell down the rabbit hole of like cameras and lenses and all that stuff. So I would, I got a few lenses for that camera and I would take it on trips because my family's from Iran. We'd go to Iran sometimes. Um, so I, I got into like photography while I was there. Right. And even now, um, I I like to go on walks, take f- photography, uh, or take pictures of like wildlife. I don't sure. do it as often as I'd like, but, um, it's just something right. that I've really enjoyed over time after, you know, kind of learning a lot more about cameras and what they can do.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and do you think there's something specifically about that medium that might attract you that you don't get in others? Like, um, you know, I, I, I took a i took a photography class and it felt like one of those art forms was like, if I wasn't doing all this other stuff, I feel like I would choose this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a big reason for that for me was just this idea of entirely being able to capture a moment in time so permanently in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what drew me to it. I'm curious if you had something else that really really makes you like photography over other art forms.
1: That's, a, that's very much the same for me. Uh, like just having that moment you have to you don't have to be perfect sure obviously when you're taking photography so much of photography is still editing right go into a program like lightroom or whatever yeah edit your photos like pretty much every photo nowadays is edited crazy but just getting that moment and and being able to capture a single moment even when you're looking at it on your camera you're like damn that's cool i was able to get that like Video is cool there's motion, and everything, and I do that as well and other sure, <laughs> other hobbies like video video making, but getting that one specific moment if you're like one one picture I took at some point was just a bird flying above yeah. water or something like that, you know right
0: once you snap your first bird just like flying you're like, damn that's <laughs> cool. How did I do that right <laughs> i I think something I very much enjoyed was also being able to make something so beautiful out of even the ugliest of things, right. Mm -hmm. Whether it be litter on the road, you could get the framing right and, and have good composition to have it actually be something that you enjoy looking at later. Um, and I'm curious, do you take any photographs based on, um, would you say when you take photographs, it's more based on the content or the formality of the pictures? Basically. I,
1: you know, I, one thing I actually did, uh, I think it was like two years ago now. I should do it again because it was really fun. But I asked Twitter, I went on Twitter, I was like, hey, I'm going to go outside and take some pictures. Just give me a word. Right. Or two, a word or two. And I will try to take a picture based on that word. No kidding. And and so I would, I forget, like somebody said like seagull. And I found a picture of a seagull on a U-Haul truck. Oh, okay. So I would, I tried to like, create something actually artistic out of that it's it's a u-haul truck so it's not exactly a nice it's also but
0: a graphic that's already printed on a different two-dimensional surface you have to find some way to make that interesting
1: yeah 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 so i mean that sort of thing is really fun to me and that's kind of what i try to do with photography is you know i I find whatever i can and kind of try to make it look better than it actually is i I took a photo of a, a damn cigarette butt somewhere yeah. that i thought looked really cool sure so i uh
0: i mean i i don't want to get too much into my photography experience but i i very much enjoyed a photo walk that i took with a tripod um and this was for my class you know i, I was still learning some things and i thought i'll bring a tripod in case i need it mm-hmm. i found that i never wanted to use the tripod because i just wanted to you know control it with my hands yeah. so i just I kind of looked like a fool, kept hauling over this tripod, never using it. <laughs> and I decided to kind of make a narrative out of it where I would take pictures of the tripod in bizarre areas That's and cool. um, turned it into a photo book and wrote down like, where is my camera and stuff like that? Just a silly little uh, children's uh, photo book in a way. Um, I really like that idea. That's really <laughs> thank cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I very much enjoyed it. And I, I'm always sad because I, you know, we only have so much time on this earth, right? And there's so many other art fields that I'm interested in. Um, I just happened to choose like video making and podcasting as kind of my main form, but Mm -hmm. had, had something else, had someone, uh, rolled a a three instead of a four at some point, I might've been down the photography lane. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, have, I have another question about photography though. Um, do you fall under (laughs) the, uh, camp of manual or auto?
1: Oh, definitely. Well, it depends on the situation. okay but like okay also are you talking about like manual focus manual like controls in terms of the iso and
0: let's say what extent of manual do you go
1: sometimes i'll go full-on manual i have some lenses that are manual focus only and you know manual aperture only so i'll use that sometimes um sometimes i go auto for um like the wildlife type photography when you're trying to capture like faster mu- moving objects, I think having that automatic like focus and right whatever is super super helpful. But I usually using like all the all the like settings ISO,
0: all that stuff. Usually I stick with manual for all that. Gotcha. Yeah. You know it's it's some you know it's not even so much that you'll always get a better picture because of it, but there's something that feels so good about like twisting everything. You know having having that control like yep. something feels like it feels almost more of a craft in a way. Totally. Uh, even when sometimes the auto will look a lot better, right? Um and you'll end up taking so many more photos with manual because you're trying so many different like yeah. exposures and stuff like yep, that. Yep. You'll, but, you'll uh,
1: get a super overexposed shot one time and then underexposed another yeah. time. But then it feels so good to just pinpoint that right right exposure. It does. Especially when you
0: see them lined up in Lightroom and you're just looking at like, oh this one's <laughs> clearly the winner. Like yeah, there's something yeah. satisfying about that. Hundred um, percent. But and then another camp question I want to ask is, um, well, and this is less so of camp, but I, I'm just curious, have you um, delved at all into uh, uh, film photography or have you mostly stuck with digital, basically?
1: It's been mostly digital for me. I have not really done gotcha. anything with, with film. Uh, I'd love to try. That'd be very, very fun. Yeah. But I have not Same gotten into here. it.
0: I've never gotten into it, but it's definitely something that I... Because because you and I both like manual, I think we would both enjoy some of the aspects of putting the film in the liquids and stuff like that yeah mess with it so, anyway like, i don't mean to stay on photography forever hey, uh, i obviously just love it so that was something
1: that i to- completely forgot about weirdly enough like i love photography <laughs> too but just it, not not in my head space at the time i are talking about this sure, i'm just so focused sure. on like the video stuff and i'm like oh yeah photography is something i'm yeah. really into as well
0: well that's that's just one of my favorite things um about this podcast is that uh, you know us artists we don't we don't stick to one form we always yeah. have something else that we that we're interested in and um, just hearing interesting conversations about people who also compose their own music or write their own novels or write poems and um, uh, sometimes uh, there was there was someone oh yeah like animating and in motion effects you get to hear such specific uh, art forms and uh, open more perspectives on that and that's always excites me um, yeah. Especially photography, because I actually got interested in that one. Still have yet to talk to someone who uh, used to be a barista. You've never been a barista, right? Nope. <laughs> no, okay. I have not. <laughs> Still wait until I can connect with uh, someone on espresso making. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll kind of move on to another topic. Um, this is kind of a question that I like to ask uh, most of the guests. And that's mm-hmm. just uh, if you had any piece of advice that you could give yourself when you started out creating, what piece of advice would that be? Or if you'd rather just something you've learned in the process that you uh, would like more creators to know going in, basically.
1: Well, I kind of touched on it earlier. I think, I think I I got into it. I got into the creative like video making process because it was fun. And I think if someone's trying to get into it now, just just go into it and do your own thing and have fun with it. I wouldn't sure. expect you know I, I wouldn't try to go into it expecting to like make a living out of it. It's possible. it's something that's possible for sure, but right. i i it's not I don't think that's the right mindset to have going into something like this. It's very difficult. Um, it's going to take a lot of work if you do want to do that, but just going into it as a hobby, having fun, doing your own thing that's what that's the advice I would give somebody and And back, if I was giving myself advice back in the day. Sure. since since i was already kind of going into it for the fun aspect of it i would say try like even if you're doing your own thing maybe just maybe try a little bit to make it a little more <laughs> professional a little <laughs> less you know sure. just just thrown together but um, yeah. even even if you've even if you just got a camera even if you just want to record off a screen and that's that's all you've got and you want to do this stuff i would say do it
0: yeah definitely i mean um i I always, whenever I I face levels of like burnout or just I feel like something's wrong in my content, one thing I always go back to is just finding the most important element of making something and then revolving everything else just around that, right? Because it can be easy to see this guy filmed his screen with the camera, so I'm going to do that too. And then I'm Mm -hmm. talking about games. But if you break it down to what you actually really want to talk about and what that purpose is, you know, you can kind of let your video build on itself from that and it might not always be the same product you originally envisioned yep um and if you're just going into youtube now i i don't know would, would you say it was almost easier back then uh when you started to go into youtube with that kind of mindset while now we're almost a little bit more programmed to think about the numbers and the possibilities or
1: yeah 100 percent. when i first started making money on youtube i don't even think it was a thing Sure. So I, it wasn't even a thought in the back of my mind. Uh, you could only make videos that were like nine minutes long. If right. I wanted to make anything longer than that, it would be in two parts. So back then it was much easier. And I, I kind of like my thought process on YouTube evolved over time. So I sure. started out with this like mind, mindset of just, you know, have fun with it. And then the monetization came in later and I learned right. about all that stuff, and I was like, "Wait a second, maybe I could try to do this as a living." And I, I think that part of it was was not good, for me personally. Sure. And then over time, again, it switched. It switched again back into this is just a hobby. This is just for fun. Right. So I, I've kind of gone through the ringer in, in terms of that. Like I've gone through yeah. all that, that change in, in mindset. So it it was much much easier to go into it uh, back in the day without yeah that sort of thing. You see so many people now. You see like you know mr beast pewdiepie whatever yeah all those big creators making so much money and you're like wow i want to do that i mean even like scott right. the waz um yeah. and it, it's i i can understand why it would be appealing to someone to want to get into this make a living as a off job. video games yeah. i mean
0: if you're offering i'll take it you if know? i it's could
1: like, i totally would like I'm not. I, right. right but you know it's 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 just not something i would expect going into it now
0: yeah and it's 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 very bizarre because if you look up uh, if you look up videos on YouTube about um, what you should know about YouTube and different like helpful videos if you're genuinely trying to learn you are going to be fed a lot more videos that are number oriented too um, true the amount of times someone sends me a video saying something like this is how you uh, increase your audience this is how you uh, you know make more appealing thumbnails and stuff like that. The algorithm um, changing. The rather. algorithm, right, exactly. And and people pinpointing specific things. Um, you know, I, I get that they don't mean any harm by it, but it's, it's just, it's very clear that that level of success is very different from my idea of success because what's really big for me is just being creatively healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm lucky right now to have a format where that works for me, where I can be just creatively healthy. Um, but I think people coming in they don't worry about that part as much. They don't worry about the fact that they might hate their content as they make it later. Right. Yeah. The longevity between, uh, between making something because you're passionate about it and making something because it's appealing an audience, it's much smaller for appealing an audience. You know, you're, you're going to hit some kind of level of burnout at some point. Yep. Um, and I think that's why it's just important to, to constantly remind people about that. Um, and that just seems to be a common trend too. When people bring up advice, they would give themselves. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll kind of move on to another question. We're actually getting close to wrapping up. So this is usually a wrapping up question that I like to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, of course, how you've been creatively impacted by everything going on in 2020. Um, I don't mean to pry into anything personal, right? But if, you know, I'm, I'm mostly curious about how maybe your creative drive has changed. If you felt more inspired, less inspired, if you've been consuming less art or uh, consuming more art or something, you know, what? how has this been impacted by 2020?
1: Uh, I think, I think originally uh, when everything first started, like stay at home orders and all that first start, I was, I was like, okay, I might have some more time to actually do this stuff. Cause I mean, sure. I, I have a full time job now and going into the office, coming back home every day, I would get really burnt out and tired. So I like, after that, I wouldn't want to do anything. But now that I'm, <clears throat> now that I'm at home for a lot of the day, I'm still doing work, but it just feels... It felt more like I had I had time to myself to be able to do other things. Sure. And I kind of got back into the creative process with videos. I'm still not great at uploading consistently. I'm still very bad at that. But, sure. you know, I I had ideas. I executed them. And then I also got back into, like, Twitch streaming, which I had not done for at least a year or two right. again. So it, it just... It gave me more time, I think. And I know... It, I think this question is really, really interesting because I know everybody's gonna have a different answer. I know, like the
0: everybody has so far. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I know a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, no, it's been terrible," but for sure. me, but for me, I think it's been a, actually a pretty good
0: thing. Right. Yeah, because like uh, some people have mentioned, like that they've they almost creatively shut down for a while, right? Because yeah. it even though they had all this time, they just felt like I. How am I supposed to perform right now? Right? There's so
1: much going on in the world. There's like yeah. I can't focus on this thing. I, yeah, I, I get that aspect of Definitely. it too. But.
0: And another big thing is is just um because people have had this free time, they've almost had uh, almost like an idea of uh there's suddenly other things in my life that I need to put this time towards, right? Whether mm-hmm. that be uh talking again with friends and family and and recommunicating with them and whatnot. Um, some people have had to shift their priorities because they now have the free time to do other things. True. Um, and I always just find it uh, interesting how we all operate so differently, right? Um, and with regards to like consuming more more art or whatnot, have you felt that you've needed more escapism with everything going on? Have you found it difficult to even make time for that? Or how has that kind of been affected? I,
1: I don't think that's been affected for me too much. I feel like, I mean, I've been watching less... Uh, like fewer movies and stuff like that but that's mostly sure as a result of not being able to go into like theaters or anything right. but um in terms of like other forms of media i I've, i feel like i've been mostly the same like playing games the same listening gotcha. to music um but yeah that 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 aspect has not been affected too much for me personally
0: sure well, and it uh, it looks like you've been creating um, at a relatively decent pace lately, and it seems like you're in a good spot creatively. So I hope that all continues. Uh, I hope I can keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's very bizarre saying this question now that we're in twenty twenty one, but also, isn't it still kind of twenty twenty right? Like, yeah, it, it totally still feels is. like it's not quite over yet. So mm-hmm. I like I still feel like it's at least relatively relevant. We're like getting um, some.
1: We're getting up to a place where it's more comfortable, but then at the same time, I'm still like. Mm
0: nah <laughs> it's, it's just a long transition that's it what is. it is it's, it is yeah yeah um but you know i'm glad to see that uh, uh in some ways it helped your creative drive and uh, i hope that continues throughout 2021 yeah. um and we are actually going to uh start wrapping things up here as much as i hate to say it uh yeah. naveed it's been absolutely great having you on would you care to explain to everybody where they might be able to find you what kind of projects you're working on or whatnot anything of the sorts
1: Sure uh yeah, this is a blast I love being on here um, I am on YouTube Twitter twitch social medias like Instagram I guess um everything is just my name though uh, Navid mohebi that's where you can find me um, pretty pretty easy I think but yeah that's that's pretty much it. I've been working on uh, streaming a lot lately and I've got a couple video ideas uh in the in the back burner but haven't really started on them yet, but we'll, we'll see where they go. Hopefully, hopefully I can get them, them rolling. Sure.
0: And then where are we going to be able to, uh, see all of your awesome photographs? Just uh, asking I, for a friend. I do
1: know. have a flicker. Uh, I
0: don't actually know. If oh, okay.
1: I, I can send that to you if you would like, but I, I don't if actually. If you send
0: me a flicker, by golly, I'll share it for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll send you that. I don't actually know <laughs> if I have like a username or anything. It might just be my name again, but
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I well, do have a flicker.
0: There you go. Uh, You might be able to see some more photographs from (laughs) Naveed. And of course, if you guys would like to see anything that we mentioned earlier in a more condensed form, uh, these are uploaded as highlights on my channel. And if you're here watching on Patreon, thank you so much for the support. And uh, I appreciate you all being here. I appreciate Naveed being here. And you you guys all have a wonderful day. And yes, thank you for joining yet again. Um, Here's to five years down the line when we do this again, right? I can't wait. I Got can't wait looking forward tradition. to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you time. see you on the next podcast. So long guys. See ya.